Annyeong, and welcome to Hallie Juju, starring Brandon Cooper and myself, P.D. Rave. This is episode 60, Shotgun Was Robbed. Enjoy! Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome to another fine episode of Juku. I am Petey Rave, uh, and the exhausted husk of a human being over to my side is none other than mm. Brandon Cooper, a.k.a. King Kaz. How are you doing, Kaz? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a train and a bus in the cold to a convention... And then, like, showing up in said convention. And I, I will say this, right? I, I, I want to make this one point clear. I've never been to that convention area, uh, for, for KatsuiCon. An amazing convention area. Really cool. Would have loved to have been there at a better time of year. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think it's a shitty, shitty time of year to I do think, a convention. I think you're echoing the sentiments. Uh, that DJM had about Ohio Con. <laughs> you're basically saying <laughs> like, there's like, uh, convention in the middle of February in the north, the, either the Midwest or the Northeast. Maybe not the best idea. Maybe. Possibly. But I don't know. That's a debate for another time. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm going to go again, right? Like, that, yes. that's kind of... Well, yeah. Saying. I'm going to go again. Amazing cosplayers. Um, I didn't, I didn't really convention, you know, like I didn't, I didn't really go to the dealer's room much. I kind of went once or twice, but that was to go We're talking about hang out at, uh, for, for those that are wondering. Yep. Uh, in the, in the DC area up in Washington. Um, in a really lovely kind of shopping town as yeah. what I want to call it. Like it's, it's built of nothing but shops and hotels and even the convention center itself, which is uh, the Gaylord something or another, you can look it up, um, which has shops in it. And I don't mean just like kind of your standard, like, Oh, there's some food places. Like, no, there are like legitimate clothing stores yeah. and shit in this convention center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but it's a, it's a really beautiful area. Um, I, I wish, I, as many pictures as I did take, I wish I took more. Yeah. Um, and, and for somebody like me who's kind of new to the photography thing, I think that's a really great feeling. Like I, yeah. I wish I had kind of just taken more. Yeah. Um, there, there were so many great places that I know of now that like next year, and it was also kind of sad because there was a lot of crackdown on the photographers. Um, and not just, you know, taking pictures in general, but of kind of some of your equipment, which yeah. is really sad because, you know, I hang out with a lot of the more uh, professional photographers. So a lot of the guys who are getting paid to do their thing. So yeah. it was really kind of hard to do work sometimes. Like I was assisting a, a guy doing a, a Batgirl shoot and, you know, we were kind of just setting up doing a really cool shoot in a back hallway where no one was. Um, doing this really amazing shoot with this chick who had an awesome fucking Batgirl costume. Um, and we got kicked out of that area, yeah. <laughs> uh, because they were like, uh, you can't use that equipment here in this hotel. Like, and we're like, okay. 
Like, <laughs> and it's not like we had like fucking green screens and all kind of shit set up. Like I was holding a light and we had a light behind her. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that, that could, that could be a bummer. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Like you said, it, it, it sounded like a fun con. Uh, overall. Yeah, overall a pretty fun con. Like uh, I said, sucked on the photography side yeah. of it, but I will definitely go back. Yeah, because you know, any, wor- any con worth going, it's worth going twice. That's the rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, let's get into what we always talk about at the uh, beginning of the show, and we talk about what's new. And I think the big thing that was new for those, for the both of us that we were both anticipating, uh, is none other than Amber uh with Shake That Brass. Uh off of her off of her debut mini album Beautiful. Uh yep. Cass, did you shake that brass? I did listen to Shake That Brass and I'm gonna kind of have the same sentiments as this article. Not not fully, but I liked it, but it wasn't what I expected yeah. from Amber. Um, it was a little meh. I, I will tell you this though: the kind of overall feel that I got from the K-pop fans at uh, the convention was everybody seemed to enjoy it. Everybody seemed to like it. Um, but I will say, for me, I wasn't a hundred percent sold on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, I listened to it. I, I, I like it. I still like it. Uh, I'll jam to it and I'll, I'll dance around to it and you know, it's fun. The problem is that it's, and, and, and a lot of the sentiments that are in the, in the Asian Junkie Review article, cour- courtesy of the one and only Yellow Slug, uh, who provides a bunch of great, uh, reviews on K-pop on a constant basis. Uh, g- big shout out to Yellow Slug Reviews. Um, where it just sounds like anybody at SM could have made this song. <laughs> Like, they could mm-hmm. have given this to anybody at SM. It's just a standard SM song. Um, but it's a good song, you know, cause SM makes good music. Like, uh, it just wasn't exceptional. Uh, Amber, Amber, uh, being Amber, she, she owns it and she does it well. She, she sings well and, and raps well. Uh, she performs, uh, a, a fun routine and she dances, uh, really cool. And the video is fun and energetic and it's, it's, it has a real visual to it. Uh, but I think, and, and of course it, it had, like we mentioned before, it had the, the cavalcade of, of, uh, of celebrity guests, uh, including, you know, Min, Jackson, June Park from GOD, Ellen, uh, who, uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna say, I, uh, based on recent Instagram posts, I may, that may be the new second half of my Amber ship. I'm just saying. Amber Ellen mm-hmm. might be my new ship. Uh, but that's, that's, that's aside. Uh, overall, it's a fun video, but it was not exceptional and it definitely was not something that was that was to the level of something that Amber could have provided, considering who she is, her what she brings to the table, and her skills. It could have been so much more, uh, and especially and and especially if you did you get a chance to check out the the rest of the mini album? No, not yet. I haven't I haven't checked it out all yet. I've I've heard I think one other song off of it, which I really liked and thought was was pretty good. Um. 
but I haven't, I haven't checked out the rest of the mini album yet. Been um, too busy rocking that four minute. <laughs> four minute. Like, yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Uh, every time I keep trying to link you the, the, uh, album Radit playlist from, uh, that, uh, the one that is the first one autocomplete, uh, when I look up Radit, uh, you know, the, the, that, uh, pl- uh, plugin is the four minute one. Then I have to like re-edit <laughs> to find the number. It's like, it's like, uh, but that aside, the rest of the album, uh, on the whole, is actually kind of pretty good. Like every, basically every other song on that mini album is better than Shake That Brass. Uh, and a lot more unique, at least a little bit more unique. It has, uh, Heights is a really quality song. Uh, even the, the song that she did with, uh, uh, with Eric Nam. Uh, was it cool and unique track? Uh, let me find it. Um, you know, Love Run was it was a surprise. Uh, I just mm-hmm. wanna with Eric Nam, and well, that was a that's an interesting track because it's it's an uh, all English remake of uh Goodbye Summer from Pink Tape. Uh, it's all English and it's just the two of them, and it's you know it's all written by Amber. Uh, and that one was actually a really cool, like, different version of that song. So, it almost, and it almost feels like they, she had to take Shake That Brass as SM's, like, you need to have this as your, your title track. You know, it's like SM yeah, said. I, I feel like this right. was, I've, I definitely feel like this was a push. Like, this, is this was like, hey, you need meddling, a yeah. really, like, high energy song on here like and the one we can make a really fun video for and it's just like okay and it's like we've had this one laying around for a while uh so take this and do this all right you know like it feel like not a lot of heart was put into this song yeah like it was uh, it feels um, like a song that was like all right we this is nice and you have this fun this other really cool like uh it has a good energy song and i guess that's okay you know you're remaking that song from pink tape that's nice and I understand you want to put this, this really personal song in beautiful, but we kind of need that, con- that we're SM and we need that SM song. Here is the song. Um, you're going to have to do this one. And also this is your title track. Uh, so there's that. And it's, it, it, it is kind of a bummer. Uh, it, you know, executive meddling at work, but. If nothing else, it did facilitate a couple of really cool songs off of that mini album. And I think overall, the mini album is actually pretty good. Uh, and Shake That Brass isn't a bad song. It's just a, it's kind of conventional. It's kind of, it's just SM artist number four. No, here, here it is. It's meh. Meh. It's not bad. It's not great. It's meh. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Like that, that's the only feeling it gave me. Like I, I was more excited about it leading up to it because I was excited to hear stuff from Amber. But once you come off of that, that high, you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It basically, uh, it basically sums it up. Again, go check out, uh, the Yellow Slugs review. He brings up a lot of the points that, uh, that we, we said, but he brings it up really well. He goes, comes up with a lot of the, the, how it works musically and kind of, uh, breaks it down really well. And, uh, I definitely, I definitely agree with his thoughts on, uh, on it overall. But 
that aside, we're talking about speaking of SM solo debuts. <laughs> uh, you, uh, what what music is new for you this week? I gotta bring the doc back up. Okay, um, so <laughs> for me this week is a couple of uh, a couple of tracks. Uh, this one is by Nile, um, Neil, featuring our boy Doki. I want to say Nile though. <laughs> I so no, want to uh, say Nile. <laughs> it's Neil, Neil. Uh, from, from, from your boys that, well, no, speak, uh, I got it wrong. It's, it's not, this is not SM. Sorry. <laughs> this is new from Team Top. <laughs> yeah. Um, which we've been heard, hearing a lot about Team Top artists, uh, doing some solo stuff. And this is kind of one of the first ones we're going to hear. And it's pretty good. Um, I think the, the, Doki part, which is really at the tail end is kind of unnecessary. Yeah. Um, I like it, but like it's just, Doki stuff. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it's a little forced. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like you said. Um, but other than that, I, I really like the song. I think it's a fun kind of little love ballad. Um, which, which is why I'm saying like kind of the Doki part feels unnecessary. Like it, it kind of goes through this whole thing and it's a really love, fun little like heartbroken love ballady song. Um, yeah. and then you just kind of get to the rap part, which just seems kind of placed to, fit the standard k-pop thing uh yeah and uh, it's kind of how it works uh neil uh his his lips are still weird but he he dances well and (laughs) and he sings really good uh he was on a recent episode of uh immortal songs and he performed really well on that one and had a really cool like uh fun performance on that show uh yeah a cool track from neil team top representing um, but yeah, speaking of Doki, <laughs> here's a song. Yeah. I- so, uh, this is something a little, now, I know you think this is ridiculous, but I think it's <laughs> just kind of fun ratchetry from Doki, which is what we've come to know from people like Doki and Jay Park. And this is a song that I've heard before and they kind of made a video for it, but it is very, they kind of made a video for it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, which is just like, it's like a v- video of like really thrown together images. Of like um, but other than that, I rolling. think it is definitely a fun, like in the car, turn it all the way up song. Yeah. yeah. Like you just kind of, you're in the car with your friends and you're like, I'm going to turn this shit up. And you just turn it all the way up and you're just like, and then yeah. after you're like, why did we do that? <laughs> <laughs> why did we do that? Like we, we, that is like, uh, we'll, we'll confess. Oh, I, I don't think we need to confess. I think at this point, if you're a frequenter of the show, you'll, you'll probably understand that, uh, both Kaz, I, as well as our mutual friend Drew have, a uh, kind of, uh, underlying affection for really dumb rap, <laughs> really dumb ratchety rap. Like ratchetacious rap, like Doki, and Doki is by but his thing is bring bringing all like the the dumbest, most most ridiculous uh, aspects of American hip hop and and making it Korean and uh and it just kind of ends up being this like somebody <laughs> Like you just kind of you just enjoy it for for the sake of enjoying yeah. it 
for 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 being you know ridiculousness. Uh, but yeah, Doki. Uh, Doki being Doki. Uh, but yeah, well, what what else uh, do you got for us, Kaz? I'm sorry, I started jamming out. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, I'm balling. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the other thing from another person who is known to uh, partake in some ratchetry, good or bad, um, uh, is Ziaiko. Ziaiko or Zico. Um, now, we're uh, kind of in this this period of Ziaiko doing some solo work. Um so we got Tough Cookie, right? Yeah. And we had our feelings about Tough Cookie. Yes. And now we got we got this song, Well Done, featuring uh Jamez. So much better. <laughs> Such a better showing of, of Ziaiko. Z- yeah, it's like so much better. So much of what we want from Zico. And so much more personal and so much more real. Like, hey, it, when you when you sit down in the studio and actually tap into who you are as a person, sometimes that helps you musically, <laughs> and yeah. it comes out as a better better uh, piece of material in the in the long run. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah and, and, I mean, we we have beat this sentiment to death. Ziko's a really really good rapper. Um he just like you said with with Doki, he has these trappings of getting caught up in the style that he likes from American rap. Yeah. Um sometimes especially in his solo stuff. Yeah. Um when when he does stuff with Block B, he brings kind of the best parts of that. Uh yeah. And then it kind of shows a little differently because he can't stretch out being super ratchet, you know, yeah. like he can't stretch out being super ratchet in, in block B, but in his solo stuff, he's given that chance to stretch out this ratchetry that he kind of likes, um, to appeal to that, that, or that appeals to him. Yeah. But when he kind of does his own little thing and kind of s- sticks to like kind of this, this more hip hop style and trying to speak from the heart, he shows really, really well and really exceptionally. Yeah, and it's um, like if, if, if like what, you know, how, how we got, uh, we kind of got upset over Tough Cookie, but we don't ever get ex- upset over Doki's ratchetry. Uh, it breaks down to the fact right. that we we know Zico is a good rapper. He doesn't need to do the try hard stuff. With Doki, right. we know he is a shitty rapper, and this is his thing. And we just learned to accept that he's kind of hilarious and fun. Uh, you know, he's, he's, we don't expect more from Doki. We, we know what we're going to get from Doki. But Zico, right. we know he can do so much better. And I, I, I put Doki, him. I put Doki in that, that area where you put people like 50 Cent. They yeah. can make songs that you enjoy, but a lot of the other shit you, they do, you're like, all right, you're being ghetto just to be ghetto, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, 50 Cent can make really exceptional songs, but he's ghetto to be ghetto, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that's just kind of what it is, but he still makes shit you can enjoy. Doki makes shit you can enjoy and kind of bump out to, but then you have somebody like, you know, maybe like a, a, a kind of early Kanye West where you're like, has a lot of talent, has a lot of growth, but could really easily get caught up in, stupidity and yeah. <laughs> get caught up in their own talent 
right? Yeah. And that's yeah. what happened with Kanye. Really talented, but got caught up in the the ideal of his own talent and got caught up in what his own talent could be. And Zoki's in I mean, Ziaiko is in that same Zoki. place where <laughs> Zoki. Oh that's, God! That's, they they did the 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 fusion dance, the Dragon Ball Z fusion. Uh, yeah. Dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's disturbing. Um, but Ziaiko's really talented and. In this solo stuff, he could show a lot of talent, or he could get caught up in the trappings of his own talent and what he likes in music, and it could just be really silly and come off bad, but everybody's still going to buy it, so it doesn't matter at the end yeah. of the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, but, you know, Zico, we still love him. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, uh, no, this was this was really well done. This was a fun fucking song. I want more of that. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna go quickly through the the ones that I picked. The main thing that's caught my attention, the main thing that I was anticipating this week, uh, is Love Exterios, uh, EP release this week. Uh, they came out uh-huh. with their EP finally, their their newest EP. We love, we leave. Now, if you have been following Love Exterio. Uh, you'll notice the one main thing, uh, about this is that it has a lot of songs that they've released before. Uh, several songs that they've released before, including two new songs. So it has two new songs and, uh, songs from previous EPs. Now, the thing about that is, these are, this is two new songs and then, newly rearranged, newly mixed, newly recorded versions of those old songs, and they sound completely different. So uh, this is something that I had to have a conversation with our friend Patrick Swagger, uh, my co-host on Record Breakers. Like, I had to let him know, uh, no, they actually is completely new. They, they're not entirely new songs, but they're new rearrangements. They're really new mixes. They're really well made. Well, it, it's kind of the same thing... Uh, uh uh, Georg did, where yeah, yeah. he he released that album and it was filled with a lot of songs that we have heard before, but it was just songs that he had been working on over the years, and you kind of get these. I mean, some of them were the same arrangement, uh, but some of them were, finally, were slightly rearranged, you know. But you're you you're finally final, getting this collection of music, yeah. You, f- you get the final, or at least close to final form of these songs. Like, all right, this is what we've been doing. Okay. Now let's put it together, put a couple of new things, put these songs, let's finally get, okay, this is how we definitely want this song to sound, this is the final form, and then, alright, this is who we are. This is Love Exterior. Uh, representation of everything we've been and everything we are now. And it's, it, it comes out really good. I, I, I completely dig it. Uh, they had a great, like, release party. I'll go ahead and play some, something from the release party. Uh, but, uh, the the new songs uh we love we leave and my uh everything uh are really good their old songs are fantastic uh i, I can't say enough about how much i love 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 exterior uh they're legitimately my favorite group out of out of korea like so that is the the group that has connected with me the most out of anything i love being you know crazy about you know being kind of fun and silly about k-pop and all that and I love, you know, checking that out as a genre, but this, musically, this is what connected me with most, and uh, this is just more of, of that. Uh, it makes me want to see them live, and I'm gonna try to see if I can figure out how to order that CD, get that physical mm-hmm. copy, cause I'm part of the yeah. fandom, 
And you know, when you're part of the fandom, you get that physical copy. You know, the physicals for the fandom. Uh, and I'm going to start working on my fan chants. <laughs> and then, uh, then, uh, and then Annie will slap me. It's like, this ain't K-pop. Stop it. And it'll be fun. Um, but yeah, uh, Love X Stereo. Go check it out. New Love X Stereo. Uh, but moving on to another release, a couple other, uh, releases. Uh, one which is an interesting, the group that we talked about before, one of our, uh, random finds at a K-pop booth, uh, an album that we got, you know, physically and checked out. I think an album that we, I'm gonna say we liked. Yeah, album we de- that we yeah. liked. Yeah, because I was thinking like there was there was the other group that we kind of on, um, and that was B2B. <laughs> we we liked it. We liked it overall. Yeah. Um, we we we. I I think we kind of we we enjoyed it. I mean, I have I have the the copy here yeah, with me. It was a, um, we were pretty impressed was, by how how well it was made, and it was a cool song. And then now they come up with their new song. Uh, to vary so much. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, to vary so much. Yeah, uh, to vary so much. And it's actually a really fun song. It's a fun like uh, it's it's that style of uh, I think that we saw previously with the album that we talked about. Uh, but it, it, it's fun. Like it, it's a fun boy band track, and the video is fun. It has a good personality to it. It's funny. Like. Uh, it, it, uh, you know, it's just your classic fun song, funny video combo, uh, and overall pretty good. Uh, well, what did you think of, of, of this new My Name release? Um, besides the title being ridiculous, uh, yes. I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, I mean, you could have stopped that, uh, so very much. Yeah. You could have stopped that too much. You could have did very too much, you know, uh, you know, but too very so much. Okay. Um, <laughs> but other than that, man, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think my name is one of those, those middle groups that you really enjoy hearing. You might pick up an album from them every now and again. Uh, but they may not be your, your number one. Yeah. But you, when like, you, when you see that they're doing something, you go, Oh yeah, those guys. Yeah. Let me go check this out. Uh, yeah, this is a good quality. Um, Alright, so going to another track that, that I, it just came out of nowhere and I saw teasers for it. So there, there were teasers for a possible track from Lizzie and Park Myung Soo. Uh, and it was, <laughs> it was to be called Goodbye PMS. And I saw these teasers and I was like, Goodbye PMS. I'm like, hmm. Um, alright, I'll give it a shot. It's probably just about Goodbye Park Myung Soo. It could be about that. Uh, I'll, I'll see what it's about. Then it, re- it got released, <laughs> and yeah, it's it's about saying goodbye to premenstrual syndrome. <laughs> like Park Min Soo plays the personification of PMS, and this video is amazing. <laughs> this song is super yeah, fun. No, it is it is it is like a quintessential J Rock song, and the video is awesome. Let me just sum it up on this. It ends, uh, spoiler, it culminates with a battle between a, uh, a large Park Myung Soo and a Godzilla, you know, a Godzilla versus Mothra sized battle between <laughs> Park Myung Soo 
and Lizzie, where Lizzie uses pre uh, pills of pre-feminine uh, to to bring him down and defeat Park Min Soo. Uh, that yes. aside, for, uh, that's how it goes. Uh, one of the first, so one of the first things you see is Lizzie in a uh, bitches ain't shit sweater. That alone makes this video the best thing in the world. But she's yeah, literally no, wearing a shirt with an Instagram picture with the caption "bitches ain't shit" a sweater. It's like that alone, and then the song is amazing. Uh what, what did you think, Cass? <laughs> I I just I thought it was like as soon as I saw like as soon as I saw that opening like you said Godzilla, Mothra, giant battle, fucking you know thing. I was just like. Okay, I, I think I'm in. And then, you know, fucking Parkman Chu rolling up in his PMS van, and I was just like, alright, I'm in. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> and like you said, it, it's just fucking fun. Um, it's just so fucking fun. Like, and, there's no way around it. It's, it's just fucking fun. Yeah, it's fun. And apparently, according to, and I, I wouldn't know, just biologically speaking, but according to every female K-pop fan that has watched this, it's pretty accurate to the, to the experience of having PMS, uh, which I, I, I can <laughs> see why. And I'm glad we had this anthem. Ladies, take this as your anthem, your anti, you know, your, your, your solidarity anthem, uh, in dealing with PMS. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I turned the video back on. I fucking love the part of him just stuffing food in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, it, it's like, yeah, you, you have these cravings. It's like, all right. It's time for black bean noodles. It's time for cake. Time for cookies. Time for more soda. Like, uh, it, it's just a kind of hilarious. And then you know the moment of Lizzie catching the beam and shooting it right back at him. Like, <laughs> he catches the pills and he's like, uh, oh, ah. <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, it is, uh, it is so amazing. Like, the the the, the and it's shot so well. Like the production value. <laughs> like that shot of that, that, that like rolling by shot, that shaky cam, like it's like freaking that one yeah. movie that was shitty that did the shaky cam what about some Godzilla movie. What the hell was that? It was like the, uh, I don't remember. Cloverfield? It was like that. Cloverfield. Yeah, that shitty, that shitty movie. Uh, it was like Cloverfield and shit. Like, uh, the production value. I have to wonder, and it, I have to, we, there's nothing to say what it is or how it came to be. I, I'm wondering if it, it actually is a, like, CF for pre-feminine. Like, cause you can see, mm-hmm. you see a nice shot of the box, uh, and right there with the logo, uh, and there's yeah. Pac-Man Suit Black Sting off again. Uh, <laughs> it could be, much like that, much like that swings, uh, um, uh, oh god damn, why am I blanking on this person's name? Uh, the swings and, um, uh, oh my god, a UJ Salt song for yeah. the chicken place. Yeah. <laughs> like, you make this really awesome song that's basically just a commercial, commercial for your chicken place. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, at this point, I don't put it past them, and I want more shit like this. Like, <laughs> you take a, a really fun music artist and a, uh, awesome comedian, put them together to sell shit. I want some of that chicken, and I'll buy fucking this, I'll buy this no feminine stuff. Like, Pretty sell feminine. it to me. Yeah. 
Like I, I mean, I, I don't have any symptoms, but fuck it, I'll buy it. No, I don't need. Give it. me like but, ten yeah, boxes. I'm buying like ten boxes. <laughs> you know, hooking up some of my lady friends with them. Uh like, and and at this point, I can't, I can't understand how anybody cannot love Lizzie. <laughs> like, like uh, it almost feels like uh, not loving Lizzie uh, is like not liking puppies or happiness <laughs> uh like it's just she is the best like she is the most hilarious uh like she she puts out so much so many fun songs like it it's just uh she's so fantastic uh and we can't say no lizzie is fantastic like she's so hilarious and i'm still like i still jam to to not an easy girl like i'll like, like in the morning, I'll like, you know, like, I had to like pull it up on YouTube on my phone and listen to it, you know, cause you can do the background <laughs> listening. Cause, but I will do that. I will pull it up. Like I have to do it for a minute and I will jam to freaking Lizzie's. You're not an easy girl. Uh, but yeah, oh, gotta love Lizzie. Um, all right. So that's it for what's new with us music wise. Uh, we're gonna go quick, quickly into some quick headlines. We've got a big Halijuku Talks segment to, to get to, but we're gonna hit up some, uh, quick headlines before then, so let's head on over there. Howdy folks and welcome to our headlines. We're going to go to, through some quick topical topics and, and uh, talk about some discussions and things like that. Some headlines. Uh, let's get down to it. Uh, first headline. Memorial Clover Z did blackface with Rats and Star for Music Fair. That pretty much sums it up now, doesn't it? Yeah, um, that's pretty much what it was and that's <laughs> exactly what it is. The image that you have in your head right now. Hold on to it, lock it, and then look back at the screen when Preeti shows this. Yep, that's pretty much what you were thinking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Memorial Clover Z collaborated with a group called uh, Rats and Star for uh, Music Fair, and they tweeted out the above picture because, hey, why not? Uh, it was done because Rats and Star is a group that has been around for a while that do doo-wop music. Um, which is, you know, all well and good, you know, doo-wop music. But their main thing is that they're so into the music that they paint their face black, uh, to perform it. This is, it's almost like retreading old ground and almost feels like there's no point in talking about it, but let's talk about it. Who, who is not stepping up to say, Hey, that's no, no. Don't, don't bring up a serious conversation and then bring up that. Um, <laughs> I, I think it is the thing that we talk about, kind of the constant xenophobic thing that kind of goes on in Japan where, and kind of the misknowledge of what's right and what's wrong because you just look at a thing for the, you just look at things for the entertainment sake and kind of nothing else. Um, so I feel like this was looked at for nothing more than like, 
like, oh, it's like an homage where you you kind of miss the point, you know, like because yeah. you're never really part of everything else. You're never really directly part of the racism of of what this thing was, you know. So for you, it just seems, you know, when you're very outside of it, it just seems like a thing that was, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it's <laughs> even for me, right? Like, the person who gives no fucks about a lot of things, even for me, I was, was kind of like, that's a bad move. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and, and what's that, what's kind of, and, 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 uh, so I brought up the Asian Junkie article cause, you know, uh, it's Asian Junkie and that's where I first saw it. But there was also a, a kind of a good write up on Rocket News 24, uh, overall about the group Rats and Star. Cause, you know, most of the reaction they kind of written off Momo, Momoclo's, uh, involvement in this kind of, which for, for which is for the better. Cause you know, you don't really want to put some, too much stock in an idol group's independent thought <laughs> and decision making process. But you know, it's just a thing that, cause really at the root is Rats and Star. Cause uh, the fact that Rats and Star is an ac- accepted thing makes it, ex- by extension, makes it so that Momoclo accepts it that it's an accepted thing but so they do a good write-up because this they this group has been around for a while <laughs> uh they've been uh around for at least uh, for the past 35 years uh or at least at least what uh okay, at some point in the past yeah 35 years they've been doing this for 35 years this exact thing and they have at no point gotten around to finding out that it's a bad thing <laughs> um which only goes to show, it, it, so whenever something like this happens the 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 always like the, the defense is well you know they, they're not part of that history so they don't know you know that they don't have an experience they don't know that history and like it just comes off of people saying they don't know any better and i'm like you're insulting them like uh, that's, I do not ascribe it to that defense because that's insulting to them. They should know better. I am going to expect them to know better because we live in a digital age. Like, especially now, we live in a digital age where all the world's information is at your fingertips. Like, all the world's knowledge and all the world's history is at your fingertips. So, at some point, you learn and you figure out and somebody at least tells you uh that putting you know shoe polish on your face to try to resemble an african-american person or you know a black person to resemble black people is not a good thing it's quite a bad thing it's not a cute thing it's not a funny thing well, it's kind of a funny thing, but it's, it's in the way that it's kind of bad, but it, it's not a cute thing. It's not a, an enter, you know, it's not a, uh, harmless entertainment thing. It's, it's something that's steeped into a painful history, uh, of, uh, marginalization, dehumanization, uh, you know, it's something where I get, uh, you know, it's something where I had issues and I got mad at it. gag concert because they spill, you know, every once in a while. Sometimes, like, there was a dude showing up as Dennis Rodman, like, 
because they wanted to do yeah. the Kim Jong-un joke. You know, brought Kim Jong-un, which is fine. They brought out Kim Jong-un to be Kim Jong-un. And they brought out, Den- you know, the, a guy being Dennis Rodman. Which I understand the real joke, you know, bring uh, Kim Jong-un, we bring out Dennis Rodman, because they're, they're, they're buddies now, apparently. <laughs> uh, but they brought out one of the Korean comedians in blackface. And I'm like, you could not, like, not that he looks anything like it, but at the very least, get Sam, get that, get that, uh, Sam Motsuri, the guy that's on, like, the, the Ghana and do, the, the, the dude from Ghana that's, like, on all the variety shows now. Get that guy. You know? Yeah. He'll be on your show. Like, he looks nothing like Dennis Rodman, but at least he's black. <laughs> like, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to invoke <laughs> such a historically, uh, sensitive thing when you could just as easily call somebody who's well connected in the entertainment business now and is, would be able to deliver the lines as fluent in Korean and would be able to, uh, do it just fine. <laughs> like, uh, it's not like you don't have somebody that you can call to, that, that can deliver the lines. So it's like, it's one of those things where, um, you talk about like, you know, they don't know any better. Like, we don't have a direct, I mean, we, uh, obviously as uh, Americans, we had some involvement, but we don't have that direct feeling of, uh, what the Japanese, the Imperial Japan did to Korea. Yeah. But when, uh, the one dude at the Royals game, uh, that showed up, cause there's a, the one Japanese guy, and tried to root for the Japanese guy by rolling out a big old Imperial Japan, Japanese flag, uh, and, you know, uh, you know, a longtime Korean fan, Lee Sung Woo, uh, who's, you know, is a big, uh, popular guy on Reddit now. He's a, he's a big time Royals fan. Um, he pointed out, I was like, Hey, that's not cool. The, you know, that, that kind of uh, paints, you know, uh, invokes a his, you know, a painful history for us Koreans. And I'm sure, you know, the Japanese player wouldn't appreciate that. All of us were like, yeah, we agree. Like, what, what's going on? Like, you know, we, we knew that history. We didn't feel a personal connection to it, but we knew we got ourselves, you know, knowledge and we rallied behind that idea. And we, we, we all got behind that lesson. You know, we knew better. Uh, and, and, but, uh, I don't know. I think we, this could be, you know, that the Japan has a lot of problems. Uh, and this could be, you know, beating a dead horse, but, uh, I, I, I still, I, I, I just want to go back to that. It, they don't know better. Not a good, not a good argument. You're not going to, you're not yeah, going to no, go. It, 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 it's never going to be a good argument. It never is a good argument. There's never anything that's going to hold that argument together. Ever. Yeah. No. Um, um but yeah, speaking it, it of, just, it just comes off terrible like there's just no way to save face for that but at the same time they're never going to get in trouble for it so so uh but from going from uh some japanese doing terrible things to some japanese doing awesome things uh tokyo's shibuya war to offer offer marriage certificates to same-sex couples uh, good news today for supporters of same-sex marriage in japan tokyo's shibuya award Ooh, sorry, Burp. Uh, is moving towards administering marriage certificates for same-sex couples. If the proposed plan is enacted, it will take effect on April 1st this year. Hey, 
April Fool's Day. Um, making Shibuya the first ward in Japan to recognize same-sex marriage. Uh, this is actually pretty cool. Like, uh, it goes through, uh, some of the kind of the, the words from, uh, the mayor, Kuwahare, Kuwahara. Uh, he says that, you know, we want to accept each other's differences and build a diverse society. Uh, you know, and, and this is kind of his uh, thing. And this is cool. Like this, uh, you know, as much as kind of like the, <laughs> there's a lot of like, uh, odd cross-dressing and fun, you know, personality that we see on the superficial aspects of Japan. Uh, the LGBT community is not that welcome there. Uh, no. Uh, but this is a nice sign of progress. Right, well, what do you, what do you think, Kaz? Um, no, I'm, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really kind of like, so anytime acceptance happens in the world period, I'm happy about it. I, I feel like it's more of a progression. It's more of an understanding of other people and who they are and, and less of, less of treating people like, you're not like me, so you're not normal and treating people like you're different from me, but you're still a person, you know, like, and if we can just get to that level in, in a majority of the world, that would be a fucking amazing thing. Yeah. You know, like you don't, you don't always, I don't feel like there needs to be this total acceptance. I've never felt that way. Right. And, and this kind of gets me in the ire of those people in those communities to be like, how dare you say that they should accept us 100%. No, fuck that. They're not going to. But if it can come to an understanding where people go, you're different, but you're a fucking human being and I should treat you as such. I should treat you as another human being than aces. You know what I'm saying? Like, because there are always going to be things that I disagree with that are fucking normal for some people, but I'm never going to not treat them like a human being. Um, and there's this great, uh, series of, of, uh, vice videos from, uh, the Japanese side of vice of yeah. a photographer doing these photo shoots with, um, gay and lesbian couples in Japan. Uh, you know, and that's like awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's really cool. Like, and again, the, 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 you know, the marriage equality thing is like it, why it matters is there's a lot of legal stuff. That involved Legal a lot stuff. of medical school stuff that's involved with, uh, being married. And, you know, you know, for all, for all intents and purposes, uh, it's a really important thing to possibly have. Uh, but it, 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 it but yeah, it's really cool to kind of see progress, uh, happen, especially in Japan. Uh, so good job. Go, Mayor Kuwahara, you rock. And you're an adorable little old man. And you're awesome. Uh, but yeah. That's it for some headlines. We're gonna go dive right into this, uh, How You Do Talk segment. It's a nice and meaty one. So, there's no need to delay it, so.
So, welcome to another edition of Hollyjuku Talks. Uh, on this episode, we're going to be talking about No Mercy's uh, final lineup. I guess final episode, final lineup, and our thoughts overall on how everything went down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah final episode. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about the final episode. Uh, so, a couple things. Let's first talk about the final episode itself. Uh, they okay. kind of, uh, this is, they, it was uh, the mission to decide the final seven members. Uh, and for the mission, they did, uh, almost kind of two blocks. They did a three sets of three man, three person unit performances. So it was like three on three on three. Uh, mm-hmm. and then the block, the, the, the second block, block B, if you will. Uh, <laughs> Uh, was, a uh, nine, all of the nine in a group, uh, performing together. A final group performance or, or just that to show what they look like all together kind of yeah. thing to give this, cause it was supposed to come down to, and I say supposed to, uh, come down to a 50% audience vote and a 50% judge vote, um, of, of who your final. We'll talk about were. how the math really makes that basically the audience decides how that works. So we'll, we'll talk okay. in a second. We'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about how that's bullshit though, but, <laughs> uh, so that's what it was supposed to be. Um, so you, you get to see the, the three members put together, three members put together, three members put together of that final nine. Then you get to see all nine perform together. Um, I want to say there was not a weak performance in there at all. No. Uh, I, I, I generally enjoyed everyone's performance. Everybody showed a lot of upskill. Um, and you know what? All right, I'm gonna say this, and it, and this is gonna gonna start to lead into a bigger thing, but I'll, I'll leave it. There are some people who kind of were always in the background and continued to be in the background, even when they were added in the middle of the show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and really didn't show a lot to me, but whatever. Um, other than that, I think everybody really, really showed a lot of skill, really, really showed a lot of growth from when you see them in the first episode yeah. to now in the last episode. So uh, they, they put together some really cool songs and like, uh, Juhan's group, uh, put together a really cool song with like that, the, with Interstellar, the song and like, yeah, that was like a, a really cool, like, uh, performance. Or, or no, I thought that one was, I thought that one was really good. Uh, uh Juani, did really, really exceptional again, uh-huh. which is why he was ranked in number one. Um, he, which is always, and, why he's always ranked number one. Uh, and then like, right. Char- I think if, if you could pick out any of that were like the quote unquote weak one, you would maybe say, uh, the group with shotgun in it. Uh, because, and mainly, and what they talked about, it was, and that, that wasn't even, you wouldn't even say it was the group's fault. It was just the composer, how he made their arrangement, uh, their ending, yeah. like they said, was a little, like, it just kind of ended. Uh, so, but the, even that performance was really cool. Uh, despite the fact that I, I spent a good chunk of it wait, going, where's Shotgun? <laughs> right. <laughs> You did, you do spend a good, I, I think of all the Jay Park songs that they could have picked, I don't think that was the one to pick. I like so good. Yeah, Joe, yeah. But there's ones where, where you, there's a good, a, bit, a better mix of rap and singing in a yeah. Jay Park song that could have been picked. 
Um, but I still liked the arrangement of it because I was I was in my head. I was like, so good. Like, where is the rap going to fit into that? You know, like thinking about so good. But they did really well. They did really well to fit the rapper into that song. And, yeah, they, you know, I will say like, I think they picked a song that was two thirds singing and like a third folk raps. Like they wanted to focus, like a, it, try to let it evenly distribute, which I understand, which is understandable. And then shotgun, uh, performed well. And again, uh, like he, coming a long way f- dance wise, I think, <laughs> uh, definitely. definitely. Uh, and then the the whole group performance was really fun. Uh the song was really cool. The the way they kind of uh structured the 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 choreography was really cool. Uh the way they uh featured uh Shopgun in the central role of like the, the you know, the almost like that one part in uh two PM song where they're driving riding the motorcycle kind of kinda of yeah, using yeah, that yeah. thing. Uh but th- <laughs> they did it really well. Uh, and I think it, 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 it was paced well and it, uh, featured everybody really well. Uh, and, and it was real cool. I, 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 a lot, a chock full of fun performances. I think, uh, you can't really say any of them were really weak. Uh, and no. it was, it was a, it was a fun, uh, last episode. Not, uh, luckily not a lot of filler, which I think I'm glad. Of course, you know, it's, it's the finale. You're not going to have any filler. You're just going to go just full on and, and, you know, finish strong, uh, blow your load, if you will. <laughs> uh, and yeah. And then in the end, uh, the final seven were chosen. Yeah. Uh, two, the two that were no, not chosen were, Shotgun and, uh, Soa, uh, I believe. Shotgun and. Yeah. So, Soquan. Soquan. Uh, now, I'll, I'll, I'll let you start. What were your thoughts on the final seven, uh, as a group and the exclusion of Shotgun and Soquan? Alright, so I'll, I'll, I'll start on this end. Um, there were at least four people that I knew were going to be in this group. That being, uh, Juani, I knew he was going to be in there. There's pretty much no way he wasn't. He was number uh, one. Shawan, he was the number one of everything. Yeah, Shawan, Shawan, Juhan, Shonu, yeah. Yeah, um, he was iffy in the beginning. Like, you knew he was the best performer. Yeah. Um, Hold on. Bless you. But he had a lot of, he had a lot of weaknesses. Yeah. Uh, to overcome, uh, which he knew about and, and he did, right? Um, Kiwon, uh, Kiwon, uh, who's yeah, another vocalist. Uh, Kiwon, right? Yeah. Really, really great vocalist. I, I liked him kind of from the start. I yeah. Those were like three lock-ins, you know? Um, they were definitely kind of always going to be in. Uh, uh one uh, definite lock in on a every hashtag everything is a work level was I am. <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk. Well, all right, that's that. All right, so let, all right, let's let's talk about that, right? Let let's go ahead and do that, right? So you you had this you had this ad of of I am right, and I am kind of was. No matter how you look at it, no matter how you try to put it, no matter what spin you want to put on it. I am was, was placed as this fucking, just this 
work. Like he was just put in like, as hey, a, as you know what? Spot. Like, like there is some fucking real back side shit that went into that in my mind now. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't want to get into it so hard, but it is so fucking sell. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like this kid was sold. He was put in there. He was fucking like even even in the mission that they came up into, it was like he was given like he was given this the like kind of best part of that rap in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like no matter what part you give Juani, he's going to fucking outshine you cuz He's just a really good rapper, yeah. but I feel like like they were, became this focus. Like uh, you know, let's focus on the rappers. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, who's this kid? We don't know. Let's give him a big fucking part. What? No, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and it it just kind of ever more encroachingly became this thing where, like the last couple missions, like you you could put it to luck, you could put it to whatever. Fuck that bullshit. Every team he was on one. You know. Yeah. Like, so he was, he, there was no chance of him ever being in danger where, where it could be this thing where it's like, well, he's the new kid and you know what? He didn't really shine. Get out of here. No, every time he was fucking safe. You know, like yeah. there is never a, a position in which he was not safe. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of bullshit. And I, and, and then it became the middle of the show where I felt like as much as I like shotgun, I really like shotgun. Um, yeah. He he fucking he stands out way more than anybody else on a personality level, which could have been his downfall. Yeah. Um He But Yeah, he's definitely a an individual. I think it, it's right. hard uh I kind of want uh, I okay, so I had an initial reaction. Uh, so I got spoiled on the final lineup and saw that shotgun wasn't on it. And I, I even told you that I basically what, did the Seinfeld thing of like, nope, I'm out. Like, I don't yeah, care anymore. No, I, I saw, I saw an all K-pop article. Like, I, I, every so often when I pay attention to Twitter, there always is some for, for some reason an all K-pop article that shows something that I, w- I wanted to look at. So yeah. like, it was like, oh, the final lineup's been revealed and Shopgun's not in it. You yeah. know, um, um and I, I mean, I feel like this was a kind of like it. it this is one of those times that from the american side right it was this real collective of what the fuck you know like especially from from a lot of the media outlets that that we use to cover all the things that happen in korea and all this stuff where everybody felt like a kind of collective what the fuck um even even in this article from a cult scene that you you added in our doc right there they talk about the fact that they feel like there was a work, like you yeah. said. They're like fucking shotgun got worked. Uh, yeah. Shotgun I, and and to a certain extent, uh, the other rapper got kind of worked. In this. You know, yeah. I will, I will. I will. Okay, so I will say uh, that was my initial reaction. Then I thought about it, and I looked at the uh, this article, and I looked at a couple of things, and I, I kind of molded over my head. Um, the question of like, is it is this real or is it fake? I'm like, there's no question. Of course, it's fake. Let's just accept that. No, uh, it's a it's a yes. work. But I kind of, I I, I kind of it was going over my head like I'm okay with that. I'm a wrestling fan or whatever. It's a work. Uh, it's I'm just going to talk about the booking. How how did they book this show? How did they book this show uh, to lead into their final you know their lineup uh, that they wanted? Um, 
uh, you know, how they book it so that they, they showcase the people that they wanted. And did, uh, did, it, did they book the wrong guy? Or, you know, my guy was supposed to be booked more, uh, pushed better. Uh, going through my, you know, wrestling fan, uh, mentality. But then I realized I was still trying to, uh, re- reason out and trying to, uh, reason out the idea that it was a work just in a different way. Uh, I had to kind of look at this article and realize on a book, uh, from a simple, you know, b- booking the guys that you want to be your group to win level, I kind of understand how it ended up being the way it is. So this article, uh, shows kind of how, you know, uh, the mentality over it. So if we go over, I am over shotgun shotgun. We love shotgun just because of his personality and his individuality. But, uh, like I said, it could have been his downfall in the sense that I am was the one that fits the most as the second rapper in an idol group. <laughs> Because what you needed was the second rapper. Because you have your first mm-hmm. rapper. You have Juhan. You have Juhan. He's your, he's your focal point. Like he's your, he's your cornerstone. Uh, he's the number one guy. He was the number one guy. He's the, the best rapper. He's one of the best, the, one of the better dancers, uh, and overall good, great performer. And then you have to think, okay, who's going to be our second rapper? This all outright individual. Who, though has grown, isn't the best dancer, uh, and the best fitting in another group, or this, uh, this guy that we have uh, that's a trainee. So they kind of brought him in to kind of like, all right, we kind of need to push shotgun. We need a different rapper in there that fits better with the final group that we want to book as the winners. Um, which makes sense. It, it, it hurts for the guy that we, we like it, but it makes sense. Uh, and then it, it, the- it, it only makes sense if Shopgun wanted to be number one, which, okay, yeah, Shopgun does kind of want to be number one. Shopgun does kind of challenge your, your kind of format in a uh-huh. sense, because he has a lot of personality and he shines really well. But I think it always comes back to that thing that we initially said in the beginning. And I think this kind of sometimes end up, end up ends up being the downfall in certain K-pop things, right? Where you pick the guys who fit your mentality well better than the guys who fit well. You know what I'm saying? Because you take the guys who fit well, fucking shotgun and, and like, you, like you think overall, like we said, you can make a subunit out of shotgun and Juwan, yeah. right? You can make, you can make, there's so, like, even that, that three man, three man, three man thing showed so much potential for sub group yeah. stuff, right? Um, using two of the singers, using two of the rappers and one of the singers, kind of all this stuff or whatever. And I think it also, a lot of the times in the overall production of it, Shotgun and Juani ended up on two separate teams because I think in the production mindset, they saw them both as two top rappers instead of two secondary, instead of one of them as a top, one of them as a secondary, right? They never really got a chance to group together more than the time where they you know where it was the two of them together but at the same time they're competing right and even then they fucking killed it with with that song that they did um 
but it, it always comes back to that thing, like you said, where Shotgun shows a lot of personality. So it kind of comes off that he wants to be number one and that he might not fit into that perfect little meld of K-pop that you have where you want kind of one guy to be on top. Where You know, because like most likely the two front guys in this are going to be Shwani and Juan, yeah. right? Those Juan are gonna, and Shanu are going to be the, the, the vocal guys. Uh, are like your, your cornerstones. Uh, Kihan's gonna be your main vocalist. He's gonna be the guy that gets the, gets those high notes, you know, gets those, uh, those solos. Uh, and by solos, I mean in the song. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, Shonu's gonna be the core performer. And then everybody kind of plays different roles. Uh, and then you kind of go into, uh, and I definitely see what you're saying. I, I kind of, I'm going back and forth. You go into the, the other ass, the other guy, uh, Sukwon, who is, uh, by all accounts, one of the better vocalists, uh, that were there. Uh, so they chose Hyung, basically it, it breaks down to, it was Hyung, uh, and Minhyuk over Sukwon. Uh, mm-hmm. And what I think it, uh, it's illustrated great in this article that they basically broke down. It was the visual and the mood maker over the extra vocalist. <laughs> Cause, yeah. uh, suck one would have been the extra vocalist in the group. Whereas, uh, somebody like Hyungwon and Minhyuk, they had a different role that they could own themselves where, you know, Hyungwon is the visual, <laughs> uh, for all intents and purposes, I guess. I guess the, the, the chicks like him. I, I, I don't, uh, he's not my cup of tea, but the, the chicks dig him. Uh, Min, and Minhyuk was the, the kind of the fun, funny mood maker kind of a, uh, personality that, and specifically being the kind of the, the cute, fun personality guy. He's going to be the guy you yeah. can bring on, on, you know, you have your, you'll have Juhan and you'll have him coming on happy together or on Hello Counselor on, on the variety shows. Like he'll be there, uh, you know, to accompany the person that's the most, uh, popular one to kind of be the variety guy or be the funny guy to support him. Uh, and to, right. to uh, so that's him it, it, and, and of course the visual. So. As much as, you know, you say, like, Silkwon was the most talented, was one of the more talented of, like, those three. He did, he didn't fit, fit a role that was needed. Which, right. I, I almost, I, I definitely understand. At, at, I, I kind of have I come mean, to, I, 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 I've come to accept. <laughs> I've come to accept. <laughs> right. And it, it, but see, here's where I start to get disheartened, right? Because it starts to get to a point where you talk about this and you and you listen to the things that we're saying and we're saying well they picked that guy even though he wasn't the most talent you know like yeah. and you go like we're at a loss of talent over over radio or tv you know yeah. like and and then right okay so I'm, I'm the guy who does it every time and I'm going to do it again, right? I'm going to bring up somebody like Big Bang, right? Yeah. You, you take Big Bang's conception and initially it's set up as, you know, GD's your main guy. Uh huh. Taeyong is your main vocalist. Um, fucking, um, Sungri is your backup vocal, right? Kind of backup vocal visual. 
Um, fucking D-Light is kind of the mood setter kind of person, right? And then you have Top, who's your backup, who's your, your secondary rapper, right? And, and in their, in their inception, they did that, right? But you take a lot of that learned individuality, fucking Top stands out as an amazing rapper, right? And was allowed to be able to do that, right? Like, mm-hmm. is, is there going to be chances and, and times where I am stands out? Yeah. Okay. That, that it's going to happen, right? He has a really cool voice. He, his rap is kind of, I, I'm sorry, but to me, his rap is kind of standard and boring. Yeah. Um, but that's what they want. And, and that's cool over somebody like Shotgun who can stand out as a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like fucking like those first, like, and I, I, and, and here, here's my, here's my like working of it. Right. You know, kind of, kind of the, the conspiracy theory, right. Um, Shopgun really stood out in the beginning, right? Like he, he came out and he showed a lot of power and a lot of individuality. And then I think as it went, like he, he claims throughout the show, oh, I'm gaining confidence as I go. You know, like I was weak when I started and I'm gaining confidence as I go. But what I think happened is they chipped away at a lot of his individuality and a lot of his style to try to make him fit. And it came to a point where it wasn't going to work. And then, you know, you throw in this other guy and he's, he's locked to win or whatever. Like, you know, we don't, we don't worry. We, it, it's not a worry anymore. Um, and I feel like Shopgun got smaller and smaller as those last few episodes go on. And, and he didn't start to stand out in his raps as much and as much because he was trying to fit into this box, which then just made him like not look as good, you know? Yeah. Like I loved that initial individuality. I loved that mix that he had with the, in the beginning with the group when they, when they kind of show them perform. I love the mix that he has with Juan, but that's all the things that I loved about it, you know? And like you said, those aren't the things that, that they wanted. That's not what they were looking for. They were looking for the standard boy group, you know? Yeah. I think and, it, it, we almost, uh, there's a comic that I'm, I'm showing. Uh, that I come, you almost kind of could say about the two rappers, I am in a uh, shotgun where you see, as, as you can see, uh, obviously you have the one guy on the left. He's killing it. He's like, you know, Neil Pert reincarnated. I, I, I hopefully I got the right rush member. Uh, don't kill me. Uh, and he goes, you're amazing. You got the other guy on the left. Boom, bap, boom, boom, bap. You're hired. <laughs> you're amazing. You're hired. Uh, and honestly, it's kind of an old, you know, musician joke, uh, but it it can almost apply to this station, this this situation. Shopgun is the guy on the left who's got all the talent in the world and can really shine as an individual. I am is the guy on the on the on the right who can who can hit the beat and do what the writer wants him to do. <laughs> who can do, who can do what uh, Giddy Boy wants him to do. Who can do what uh mm-hmm. you know? Who can do what uh Shinsadong Tai or I don't know? Who can do what whatever uh you know the producer wants the song to be? Um, and that's kind of almost what it comes down to. And uh, and you and we talked about the fifty percent, fifty percent. Uh, mathematically speaking, they they actually I do believe that they actually did it that way because if you look at it mathematically speaking, eight people counted the same as a giant group of those people. Like, I don't know how many people. It was like a hundred or so people. If you look at it, mm-hmm. let's say there were 80 people out there. Uh, 
each person, each judge counted for 10 people there. And, or, you know, and if you break it down and if you assume how the votes broke down because they all picked seven people, you can almost say that it, as they were all pretty popular. You can almost say that pretty much at least a few basically had the equivalent of one vote and the judges got to be able to pick which uh, guy to put their second vote to. <laughs> Here, you have one vote. Here's your second vote. <laughs> like, Here's your second vote to put you up up into the top seven. Here's your, you know, here's your actual okay. vote. So math, it, it was math. it was exactly as they put forward, but it wasn't at you know it it, it was uh it, but it was set up exactly how they could set basically decide what they wanted to do and still involve the audience basically. Uh, have right. a more complex. Because I mean, come on, right? Like, if you're gonna involve the audience and you're gonna tell me that that audience and that group of people picked I am over shotgun, yeah, no, they they a a slight majority picked a a good majority picked shotgun, but they put in the votes to I am and got him and basically. Uh, like I said, mathematically speaking, it was all in the up and up. It's just that the math basically weighed everything towards the judges. <laughs> you know, the, yeah. the house wins. <laughs> uh, so it, it was, it was, it, 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 in the end, you know, hashtag everything is work. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm of the mindset that that's fine. And I'm just, I'm, I'm still not necessarily happy with the booking decisions let's just go ahead and call it the booking decisions of the the show but i i see where they're coming from i will say that i definitely agree with everything you have to say about letting you know still having those individuals i still love shotgun i still would prefer him in this group uh in the end but i see i i'm not saying i agree with it but i i see where they're coming from it's like i'm not saying uh oj simpson should have done it but I understand, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, you I know. don't know. I I think I think for me, it it just seems kind of disheartening to go yeah. that route w- with somebody as good as Shotgun and then not use him. Yeah. Um. But there there is a lot of there, this article also brings up. You know, he could he could very much do solo stuff. He. He has the range. He could do solo stuff. Yeah. You could also possibly do a um a who is next situation yeah. where you know you have winner debut and then you reroute and come out with icon, you know, yeah. um and kind of use some of the other trainees. Now, here's my thing with that. I don't really see like I don't. You don't have as strong of a team B as you had with with who's next. I think right right. I think Shopgun, his blessing could be the freedom of not having the group. As much as, as I think this group, overall, I think this group is going to be a really good group. I, I look forward to ch- seeing their first debut, uh, release, and it's going to be interesting. Uh, just cause I think, uh, uh, there's probably going to have some really good quality people behind it, you know, at the reins of making the music, uh, and stuff. I think Shopgun, uh, he could take the silver lining of having the freedom to kind of maybe go possibly go solo or maybe go to brand new music, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, like so outsiders. Uh, we, we were talking about this before we started recording. Uh, there is a great little moment, uh, uh in that final episode. 
with where he's like, you know, hey, there's a lot of good talent on that stage. And it's sad to see that somebody's going to get eliminated. And just, you know, if you do get eliminated, come over to brand new music. Come <laughs> over to brand new music. Just, 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 like, he just shook knighted the whole thing. And yeah. I loved it. And I think yeah. fucking uh, Shotgun should take him up on that offer yes. and go over to brand new music. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they need somebody to replace Bumpkey, you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No. Uh, but yeah, I think, I mean, all right. So without well, that, that's our, th- I think we pretty much kind of went through all of our thoughts. Now, Monster X <laughs> is the name of the group yeah. that's going to be debuting. Uh, yeah. now divorcing, like forgetting that shotgun exists and suck one exists, just looking at this group, uh, and the name, how do you see the makeup? Just forgetting that those, anybody else exists, just looking at this group. How do you see the makeup and do you think, what do you think of this group, uh, as it stands now? So as I see the makeup of this group and just, just kind of knowing the personalities, I feel like it's, it's going to kind of be standard fare. I think it's going to be really more akin to earlier 2 p.m. style stuff. Um, they're going to do newer style stuff, but I think it's going to be more akin to earlier 2 p.m. style stuff where where even though you have two rappers who could be really good, you're not going to get a lot from them because you have a lot more vocal and visual stuff that you can work with. Uh-huh. So you're going to see a lot more of that with this kind of split rap break uh, like either in the beginning or the ends of the songs. Yeah. And then maybe one or two songs that are kind of a little more hip hop focused. Um, I, I think it's kind of going to be more akin to that, even though a lot of it that they did seemed really hip hop, um, hip hop and R and B throughout the show. I, I think in the end, they're going to kind of go with the standard fare. Yeah style of like fun chippy kind of kind of stuff and there's going to be that little mix of hip-hop r&b that they've kind of shown it'll be interesting because it it they are coming off of they're coming out of starship entertainment uh and they do already have boyfriend there and i wonder if they're going to let boyfriend be their be their standard boy band and maybe give Monstax a little more of a different style that is more hip hop influenced and uh is more of middle middle uh middle era two PM rather than early era two PM. Uh but I, I think yeah, I I think I, I generally see what where it probably gonna be is like you said. Uh overall the group has a good balance to it. Uh they'll be represented well in the variety shows, they'll dance well and They'll sing well. And I think, you know, they'll have access to really good producers. Just, you know, uh, a nice sort of a variety of producers. So I think music wise, we don't really have to worry about them, but we'll have to see how they create their identity. Um, but like I said, it's probably going to be that more standard than off center than in, in, you know, than anything. Uh, but yeah, that was no mercy. <laughs> uh, and those were our thoughts. Uh, and that brings us to the end of another fabulous episode of Howley Juku. Um, Cass, what mm-hmm. do you got going on in your neck of the woods? 
Not a goddamn thing. I'm tired as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm coming off of, of a convention. Um, coming off of, uh, I, I mentioned it earlier, but I'm coming off of spending some time in the DC area at Katsukon, which was a fun, fun, uh, convention. Uh, took a lot of pictures, got a lot of shit to work on. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> time to edit them pictures. Edit, time to edit those pictures. Also time to finally make a goddamn Facebook page for my photography stuff. Cause like goddamn 20 people were like, do you have a, a Facebook page? I was like, no, I just use my Facebook. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh shit. I'm going to have to do that now, I guess. Yeah. Uh, until, until other things become standard fare, but that's about it. So it's going to be a lot of, uh, pictures. So I would say look forward to those maybe next weekend ish. <laughs> Cause I'm not going to edit shit this week. <laughs> Fuck that noise. Fuck that noise. Uh, yeah, you can find his stuff. Go just find everything on about.me slash King Kaz. Uh, that'll st- stay constantly updated. Uh, me, I'm PD rave everywhere, including at about.me slash PD rave Twitter. Uh, Ooh, oh, uh, all the other places as well. Uh, the show is at Halijuku, right over there. Uh, Halijuku.com, kpoppodcast.com, rebelli.net for this and the other shows. Uh, I'm excited because it's only a month away till South by Southwest, uh, slash jury mania. We're on the road to jury mania as well. So there's going to be a lot of fun, hectic, craziness that goes on in the middle of march so keep an eye out for all the things you know follow follow the respective twitter accounts it's going to be uh follow me on instagram uh you know it's going to be a it's going to be a fun time uh but yeah that's it uh follow the things subscribe to the things share the things uh itunes stitcher all of that goodness until next time hasta los huevos Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>